Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. And this is Craig Morton. On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom. And as always, we are allergic to big words, but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. All right, there's the uh, permission. All right, we are recording. The flight is off the ground and struggling to get in the air, but we'll get there. Flap, flap, right. flap. <laughs> All right. So, of get course, I'm Cody. Uh, my co-host is Craig. And we are joined today by Sonia Gibbs, a friend, uh, an acquaintance. I don't I'll be yeah. I'll be appropriate. We're, we <laughs> we won't get to I, I would like to be friends yeah. someday, but we'll, we'll uh-huh. work. Well, there. You know, yeah. we, we can let her yeah. be judge after this. There uh, you go. There you go. You know, time we spend. We together. will see how this goes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Exactly. Ooh, a lot. Actually, of you know, here. that'd be really it's, So it's almost like, um, I don't know, some kind of could be like a game show where you ask questions and you find out do you want to continue a friendship yeah, that's exactly at the end there's the option <laughs> a friending yeah. game yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get a little more in depth here okay but so uh i kind of know sonia of course through uh, our connections in the denomination united methodist church and uh sonia's a pastor a co-pastor no pastor of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two churches two two just one okay this okay. one okay this we'll one. get there <laughs> all right all right yeah 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 yep. <laughs> um but uh we've uh, bumped into each other mostly online i've seen sonia at some inhabit stuff and some conferences mm-hmm. parish collective discussions mm-hmm. and of course annual conference and things like that and we appreciate you being here with us and one of the things we wanted to learn or hear about was your let, let's hear a little origin story how did you a little become- origin story yeah. How did you become Sonia? Oh, man. Well, um, it starts in a land far away called <laughs> South Korea, yeah. uh, where I was born. And um, yeah, actually, I'm an adoptee. So I was abandoned on a street in Wanju, South Korea. And a passerby found me, brought me to an orphanage, landed in Seoul, I uh, was in a foster home for, is this the origin story you wanted? <laughs> yes. Like, when I was two months old. Yeah. So then I like that. Uh, don't, don't skip anything. Yeah. 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 You get juicy details. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could look it up real quick, but yeah, I recently <laughs> discovered the street because I've only been, it's only been in the last year or two that I've been really digging into the story. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, cool. um, yeah. So the first five months, I was adopted when I was five months old, came to the United States and raised in uh, suburbs of Minneapolis. So internally, internalized Scandinavian Minnesotan, <laughs> you know, um, you can imagine how confusing this has been for me growing up. Yes. Externally looking like this, um, but internalized, um, you know, Ludafisk and Lefsa and um, oh, wow. hot dish. And what part of, uh, what yeah, part of Minnesota? Yeah. 
I'm in the suburbs of Minneapolis. Oh, okay, so, Minneapolis. Yep. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, not yeah, like yeah. the great white north around Duluth or something like that, so. No, no, no. I did live in Duluth for about a year, um, but it's brutal. And the accent is definitely a little stronger as you get outside of the metropolitan area. <laughs> a, bit, a bit more um, Canadian, eh? Yeah. A bit more Canadian, absolutely. Yeah, root and boat <laughs> and yeah, 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 all that. Nice. It still comes bag, 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 hand me a bag of groceries. Yeah, That's anyway. Right. Yeah. It, that yeah, shows up real. in my family every now and then. I wonder if there's a connection there. Yeah. My so kids well, say it that way. Close. They do. Yeah. And, and you I just have... get close to Canada and it's <laughs> that, could it. that could be it. Yeah, we're really not that far from Canada. <laughs> we're really not. We're pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So many so Minnesota. Uh yep. but yeah, so are, grew up there. You are now in Portland though. How'd you get there? That's true. Um, I came to Portland via I should say so Minneapolis, Phoenix. Minneapolis, oh. St. Louis, uh, then Portland. Mm. So uh, landed, yeah, three years in in Minneapolis to Phoenix. That was like, wow. a, that is I huge. need a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. And and not like you, I'm. Th- I should tell you, I'm not the kind of person to ease into something. I'm like, let's just jump all off in, that cliff. Like, let's Got just, it. yeah. <laughs> and then halfway down, you're like, I think I've made a huge mistake. But here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Love how it. I roll. That's kind of yeah. how I am. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, so Portland, um, came out to Portland in 2007, um, to, uh, do campus ministry at Portland State University. And so, um, at the time we were working with an organization called Chi Alpha, just like Campus oh, Crusade, sure, sure, sure. University, all that, um, within, uh, yeah, my denomination. And so, uh, we were invited to be area directors of Chi Alpha, um, in Portland. And so focused on Portland State University and did a hybrid, like a church planting campus ministry sort of launch um, on campus. So that's kind of, that's how I got out wow. here. And wow, we wanted to be near mountains yes, and near the ocean, the PNW. It was like, Makes sense. That's yeah, perfect. in a metropolitan area. I wanted to be at a university that was in an urban setting. Yep. So all those things kind of came together for us to be here okay mm-hmm. and awesome campus yeah. ministry but you are tech you're not in mm-hmm. campus ministry anymore are you is that are you that's correct yeah 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 and you came eventually over... i think we we're like they're like you're not parachurch so what are you doing you know i think essentially it was like it was bureaucratic you know decision making that was like where do you fit into our system and so then when eventually you... we just became a just is a Ki- church yeah chi alpha Kaiafa is not a part of the UMC, right? It's a part of. Correct. I can't, I've been avoiding this. Yeah, okay. It's fine. It's fine. There goes a friendship point minus one friendship point. No, no, no. No, it's part of the Assemblies of God. So I grew okay. up in the Assemblies of God denomination. So Kaiafa campus ministry is a wing of their. Um, yeah, it's the most. Um, it was at, at one time kind of like the pioneering, right? Lay, like, research and development, hands off, like you can kind of do anything that you want in that arena. So that's where we kind of found our people. And I love students. I love that age. I love that season of life. And so it was just a really, it was a good fit. We still, we still center, do a lot related to students and kind of that transitory time, but we are no longer directly on campus. Okay. Yeah. And, and then how did you become connected to the UMC then? Did the denomination say, or is it a partnership between that's the word I use, partnership. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Love partnership. it. Partnership. Okay. We can cool. this church. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Leroy Barber. 
yes. who is with Innovation and Vitality. Yep. He recruited me <clears throat> uh, to be a planter gotcha. uh, within UMC. Love um, it. And so, um, and then I took an assignment at Sunnyside United Methodist Church okay. that did not have a worshiping community and they were interested in a revitalization of that space. And everyone else said no. And <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do something impossible. Jumping in, yeah. going all in. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, that's weird. The roof is caving. Yeah, so that's kind of how that was. And it was called the Sunnyside <laughs> Collective for a little bit there. Is that right? It was the... Uh, yeah, I can't, we've gone through a few. Yeah, so okay. right now we it's the, yeah, uh, it's Sunnyside Community Center. There we and go. when I talk about it, because we planted the church called The Groves. Yeah. So I say the groves at Sunnyside is okay. how I talk about it. Got mm-hmm. it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're still, as you say, you're still uh, rooted in the, the uh, college ministry that age. You love the work with those. And I've noticed a lot of your, for example, when you have some um, uh, guest uh, presenters or preachers or fill-ins, they're, they're connected mm-hmm. to Portland State, quite a few of them, or have been anyway. Yeah. Portland State, um, Portland Seminary. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pull from kind of this little, yeah, awesome. little area. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Okay. How has the, how has the, okay. So jump, jumping in, connecting with, or collaborating with, or partnering with the UMC, how has that helped you in the last 15 years? And then I'm going to ask you, what's been some of the hindrances? And because we're going through a really? lot, the UMC, <laughs> the UMC is going through a lot right now in the last decade. So, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can, this is where you can be PC. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, um... So the, the important thing here is that uh, so many years ago, about 25 years ago, the Mennonite uh, bodies in North America decided to merge. And when asked the question, is there a denominational entity that kind of models what you, this is what the consultants asked. Is there, is there an entity that kind of reflects what you want to become? And so many of our esteemed leaders said, we want to be like the UMC. Ooh. Oh. And that's exactly <laughs> wow. what the consultants said. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Have you seen the UMC? Right, right, right. Have you looked behind the curtain? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. we're right behind you on all the other issues as well. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but as a peace church, we don't talk about it. We just leave. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just quietly tiptoe away. Right, right. And that's how you keep it nice and even. Avoid, exactly. avoid, avoid. Okay. Yeah. Enneagram nine. There wow. we go. There know. we yeah. go. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So UMC, what is, what was great. So we were a mobile church for the bo- most of our time, which meant that we were, you know, at the mercy of lease rates, um, you know, landlords. Um, and it, as far as trying to grow something, we moved, um, there was a season there where we moved like, you know, four times in two years. So if you're trying to create stability or develop a community of people, when you're kicked from neighborhood to neighborhood, to place, to place, to different time to a, right. It was super challenging. It, it, it really like, it almost killed us. Um, as far as, being a you know going on as a as a as a faith community and so um the opportunity and the other part is the movement that we were in it's all grassroots so the beautiful thing about that movement it's grassroots you can kind of do it's like whatever the spirit is telling you you have the freedom to do 
but there's also zero resources. Right. And so any resources <laughs> you have, you have to come up with and create. So we were donor based, right? And there's all kinds of challenges with that, the fluctuation, the like not, not consistent resources. And so UMC, what has been really amazing for us is even though it's a over 100 year building that has significant deferred maintenance, we had a place, we had yep. a building, we had something we could, um, you know, I, I had been praying and preaching for years. God, we want a place to rebuild, restore, renew. That was my anthem, rebuild, restore, renew, you know, from Isaiah 61. Yeah. Yep. And then God gave it to us and I was like, ah, uh, wait a minute. I meant. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have so, totally been asking for the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. So what I hear, I, I, what I hear is, is that UMC leading the way for us I need to be in prayer for a failed UMC <laughs> church so that there's a there's a shell of a building. And just wait a little bit. Yeah. So I can jump into that Isaiah 61 ministry. There right. you go. Yeah. There's the pathway. You have All right. laid thank, out the thanks template. For, thanks for illuminating yeah. that path. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. funny. And then you too can and then have a global pandemic where you can't meet. <laughs> Or do anything, and all of your funding that you're relying on from a building where you meant to gather and bring people together is no longer in play. You, yeah, you, you're Ooh. doing so. an infomercial. I love that. Go, <laughs> you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's just do. these three, three yeah. easy steps: yeah. find a failed yeah. UMC church, encounter a global pandemic, and yeah. Oh, I love and it. You okay, you can be just like me. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. So, yeah. I have seen. Um, some of the uh, images from the groves actually during the pandemic, um, a lot of, a lot of physical renewal and rebuilding going on inside the, mm-hmm. the building there. Is that, mm-hmm. is that part of the vision? It's gotta be part of the vision that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the vision. And also I'm an Enneagram four, which means aesthetics are everything to me. Love and it. I cannot worship God in an ugly space. Now <laughs> I know that God is, bigger than that beyond that but god like look at what god created i just am saying that if we could put in some effort to make the aesthetics <laughs> a particular way that would be honoring and would inspire some of us to worship I love it. so anyway uh yeah we wanted to update that particular space so that it could be used for multiple yes for multiple source resource you know ways in in and for the neighborhood and um and aesthetically it was driving me crazy so those two things um very nice work together for for that yeah but there's there's a lot to renew there so oh of course step at a time uh how do you how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right right exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) so Mm -hmm. the i know that you're also you're for aesthetic art you are Mm -hmm. an artist you Mm -hmm. You're a musician, you're, you paint. Mm-hmm. What else, mm-hmm. what other types of art do you engage? Preaching, of I'm course, just... I'd say there's an art there. That's, there's art. Yeah, there. yeah, the art of preaching, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I used to do flower arranging. That's oh, a random one. Yeah, I used no. to have a little flower shop and do flower arranging, which to oh. me is like fast abstract art. Yeah. That's what that is for me. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Child raising, there's probably an art to that. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, probably. I just haven't figured it out. Yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what it, art yeah. science. Yeah. I'll take it. Whatever. Yes. It's um, a performance yeah. art thing. You know, it just kind of starts, it's... see what you get and like, keep going. Yeah. 
and it never ends it's just ongoing <laughs> yeah i know that's, that's yeah uh very that was much a sad so. reality i encountered several years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's right because his uh craig's kids are out of the house well i shouldn't well, say out of the house yeah well, right. <laughs> well yeah, yeah, yeah. they know how to come home there you go <laughs> right <laughs> interesting so as an artist um mm-hmm. and uh, one of the questions that i wanted to ask you was constantly I don't, you know, I don't know if you'd use the word producing, but out, you know, output, a lot of output, working, working. How do you, how do you recharge? What's your, I don't know, what's your, I guess we'd call it self-care that feeds you, that helps you continue to have output? Um, I, I love to travel. Of course, that's been a little tricky, but I like to experience new places. That's usually invigorating to me. Mm. Uh, um, I, nature so simpler if I get outside and that's the I do love that about where I live in Portland I can walk to trails and be in the woods and feel like I'm not in the city and so that is definitely one huge rejuvenator I will walk literally just walk across the street and stare at the mountain as the sun is setting mm-hmm. like there's just nature definitely inspires and renews and and does something um um, internally for me. Um, and yeah. And you know, the, the art making mostly, and I mean, other than commissioned work is commissioned work, but if I'm just, I will always, the output out, the art is always the output, the creative writing a song, writing poetry, painting is usually something like the, you know, me working something out. <clears throat> and so, um, I think a lot of times it can be very, uh, re- renewing for me too, um, at least a, a way to process for mm. sure. Love Work it. out the knots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. You mentioned the uh, obviously here the last couple of years travel has been uh, impacted obviously yeah. by the pandemic. So yeah. that was one thing that got. But what what in the pandemic? Um, we all know what the hindrances were. What did you find liberating mm. in the pandemic? Mm, mm, that's a great question. Um, I actually feel like, okay, well, <laughs> this is just a silly thing, but I actually, I was just, one thing that came to mind is just like, I did feel actually very liberated during the pandemic, which it was hard to even talk about because I, right, people are dying. Yep. Um, we're on lockdown, mental health, right? Like yep. my people were really struggling and having a hard time. And for me, even like, I was going to say it was liberating to drive to work without traffic. Like there were just these things that was like, I, and I, and I feel like I felt privileged in a a lot of ways because I actually had this 40,000 square foot building that no one could meet in that I could (laughs) safely go to. Um, cause I tried working from home and that was, (laughs) Uh -uh. you know, going to be the, I was after two weeks, I was homicidal. And so (laughs) (laughs) going away was good for everyone that was liberating but um honestly I think because of the because of the shutdown and everything every it was like clearing the table so if you as an innovator as someone who loves entrepreneurial work it was like this shut everything down and I didn't have to like make the case or struggle with like as far as like church organization nothing it was like everything was shut down so you know, we weren't doing all the normal things and all the norms are done and over. And so, um, now it's been a struggle, right? Because 
you know, there's, I could hear, I, could, I heard you be like, I can't wait till kind of we return to normal or whatever. I'm like, there is no, for me, I was like, there is no return to normal. Like we are forever change anything that was going to happen right in 10 years happened in two yeah and so um whether we're talking yeah so for me and the ways in which i wanted to revitalize and renovate our thinking our way of being and doing like i feel like it opened up like i could do whatever like they were just (laughs) you know whoever was left at the end of this that's the other thing right i was like i don't even know who's part of my congregation right now because it's like anonymous people, you know, numbers on a, on a video screen. Um, But yeah, anyway, for me, as far as how we're going to come back now that we are coming back together and we're gathering um, the language I'm using now is like, I'm reorganizing the church. Um, We are actually going to be organized in a different way. And, and that's, that would have taken a longer, longer to, to pull off uh, because we erased our norms like yep. door wide open we're just it's yeah. like blank canvas time now let's from yeah from the start. yep i right. love it very cool okay that's new experiment yeah, that's yeah. A good so and everyone's just, experimenting i feel like we're experimenting yeah we right. get to experiment I, I i i i use the word experiment a lot mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I i usually tell people experiments never fail they just give unexpected right. results sometimes exactly you know? exactly <laughs> sorry we blew up your kitchen but hey we learned something in right. the process <laughs> right but, right do you find uh, mentioning yourself as an Enneagram four and also being in the role of organizing and kind of giving shape to this fellowship, how does that kind of sense of aesthetic blend with kind of almost flow chart organizational ideas? I mean, how do those yeah. dynamics come together? Now I'm a oh, five man. with a four wing, so I can kind okay, of think see? about some of that. But, yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you, how do you, how do you uh, navigate that? Put yeah. Those well, I, yeah. I mean, ex- exactly what you said. So uh, I have some two of probably my closest colleagues that are not directly tied to my to to the groves are fives, Enneagram fives. So they're my they're the head types, they're systems, they can they'll they'll they can analyze everything and they show write, off their bookshelves so on, on zoom they yeah. absolutely absolutely <laughs> you know the templates are all the files are ready you know i say something and they're like oh that reminds me of and it's like it just comes up into their head so honestly those two people have been very helpful for me as far as giving me structures and you know it, it, if we're still talking enneagram language i can lean into that fiveness right and 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 go that way now I am still always going to be this heart forward individual. I'm always going to have the feeling and that emotional piece. Um, but honestly, so if I can just go in deep for a second about this, like what compels me, um, the organizing thing comes for me because of my engagement with justice work in Portland Mm. around gun violence. And so when we lost, so in, in 2018, we lost one of our parishioners. Um, um, I, I, I've, t- I've talked about this before, but you know, Portland's a very white city. I live in a very, very white neighborhood. Yeah. We had two black families in my church and of those two black families, one of those black men was shot and killed at Portland State University. So that happened in June 29th of 2018. Wow. So in that moment, right, there's, there's, there's great, like I'm wearing a pastor hat, a friend hat, a neighbor hat, all those things are going on. And I'm trying to figure out how it is that I respond in this moment. Um, um, people, we, we mobilize, right. 
we activate, there's rallies, there's like some movement. People are showing up to put pressure at Portland State for certain things that the family wanted, right? We're advocating for these things. But the reality is that after a few months, the pressure dies down, people stop showing up, can't be mobilized, right? And you realize that there actually isn't any organizing happening to sustain the ongoing work of justice in this mm. particular case, right? Mm -hmm. So 2020, March of 20, or spring of 2020, summer 2020, right? The summer of protests, right? Yep. So some of this stuff rises up again and, and there are thousands of people coming to the streets. There are organizers, there are people, like I, I was, it was amazing. We're like, I remember sitting out there going, there are these young, amazing young black leaders in Portland and, and like thousands of white folks are showing up following these young people who are leading this, like, you know, we're stopping traffic. <laughs> we're showing up in places, putting pressure, right? There's pressure. There are a few results. There's some things happening. But at the end of the day, what I realized is all that these institutions need to do is wait out that activism, right. that mobilizing moment, and then the pressure's off and, they, and, and business can continue as usual. And what I realized is that for things to actually change, for shifts to actually happen, there has to be organization. There has yeah. to be a strategy. There has to be a base building. There has to be this intention, um, a, a, a structure, right? Yeah. Strategy, what we're building so that there can, so that justice can actually show up in the world. And so for me, the idea of reorganizing the church is, is a return to like, what is our purpose? What are we mm. here for? What are we about? And if it's just for our, well, for me, it's not enough to just be a club, right? Yeah. Or to like hang out and feel good and paint pretty pictures and sing songs. And like, you know, what are we here for? What are we about? Is it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I could ramble. No, on I love that. it. No, that's good. That's the deep dive into why I got hyper about the structural piece yes. and didn't just camp out in my heart aesthetic feely space. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It, that, and that's Weird. a, that's a really wonderful, um, kind of a clarifying and almost separating between that aesthetic sense, which artistically can be just for the moment, you mm -hmm. know, it can be very present and very just mm -hmm. in that moment. And which isn't always then a sustaining kind of impulse. Yeah. So right. you, you're we for need something it. that's sustainable right. and ongoing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. a church so reorganizing the church around, okay, how are we going to be a place that contributes to sustained movements of justice uh, yeah. here in Portland? Yeah. Love it. That's cool. So yeah. um, you have a, uh, a conference coming up put on by the Parish Collective in Habit 2022. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in person. Exciting. Will you, yeah. is this the type of stuff you'll be talking about there? Oh, I'm sure it'll come up because I can't stop. I can't not talk about it. Yeah. Did you notice? You're right. <laughs> I love it. Well, since you, yeah. 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 So can, sure. can you say a little bit about Parish Collective? I mean, I think Cody's familiar with it. I'm familiar with it, but describe the organization. It's orient, you know, what, what's it, what are its aims? Some of those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their focus is, you know, being, being the church in the neighborhood. And so um, um, it's really, yeah, focused on place. Right. Um, I think the founders um, 
were aware of the ways in which um, for them, they were coming from the Christian, from a church tradition uh, background, church ministry, their roles, and recognizing the ways in which they were living. They would say above place, um, using place, you know, um, coming here and there, but not really interacting with with neighbor. Mm. So they take love thy neighbor, very literally, and they're inviting people to, um, yeah, live into place. And um, they would use language like um, remembering the church. So the church has been dismembered, scattered. Yep. Um, and, um, and so remembering the church also brings around reimagination around what it means to be the church, how it is that we are together in place. So that's what parish is about. I uh, very cool. Very cool. I would say. I hope I did that justice. <laughs> it sounds like it to me. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give some of those guys a call and say, ask if they like what <laughs> so, you said. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, cause so I think I became familiar with um, parish collected through um, Tim Sorens at a Christ in Cascadia event in Seattle, probably about 2015, maybe it was hmm. uh, 2017. Yeah. I can't remember when it was, but it was, it's been several years and then yeah it, it it seemed to be located primarily in seattle at the time but so it's it's more of a network it's not as an organization it's not uh focused on any one specific city i guess it's a yeah correct correct yeah so yeah their intention is is you know building an yeah a network of, of folks that are living into place and they do have um yeah i think there are i want to say 11 10 to 12 years old, somewhere in that range, as far as right. an organization. And, um, they are also over like in, uh, England, New Zealand. So Canada, us, those are the primary, yeah. I think places there. Good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I think the conference is mm-hmm. in April. No, not April. Is it? Is it yeah. April? End oh, okay. of April. I think it's the last weekend of April. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. Very yep. cool. Get your tickets, Seattle. people. We'll put a link. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. And where, where is it? Is it in Portland? Nope, Seattle. It's in Seattle. Oh, up okay. in Seattle. I'm going to be in Eugene mm-hmm. that weekend. Ah, oh, that would have been close. Rats. Close, so close. I, I would have to abandon yeah. 40 track athletes and say, hey, I got something to do. By the way, I'll be back in a couple oh. of days. Hop on the bus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, you mean, it seems in character, Craig, if you're going to embarrass them with extra large pajama pants, why wouldn't you ditch them in Eugene? And <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. It, yeah, it won't work. I feel like those are some legal concerns. <laughs> I don't know. Well, right. in fact, I mean, the liability issues might be uh, right. uh, enhanced or relieved to have me out of the way. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're like, you know what, Craig? Yeah, you're, you're okay to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be safer. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, wow. Okay. So, um, uh, Sonia, we do uh, a series of five questions. Craig, do you think we're there? Mm-hmm. We good? Oh, okay. <laughs> or I mean, do you want to? I mean, like <laughs> you said, we're just developing this friendship. Do you want to dive in that deep so soon? I mean, <laughs> I think uh, I think we're ready. Actually, okay, all right. Um, uh, no, I do want to ask before we go to the five. I do want to ask. Mm-hmm. I mentioned uh, before we turned on the recording. I'd noticed a oh, yeah. post you made about. Um, former assimilators and you kind of gave us a little bit of your history and your background in Minneapolis mm-hmm. and you're just you said in the last year or two learning a lot more about some specifics mm-hmm. of your story mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. in the social media post former mm-hmm. assimilators make the best mm-hmm. interpreters what does that what does that mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um 
Well, I find that one of the skills that I have, I think, being uh, growing up as one of the only Asian people, right, in a school of 2000, maybe a dozen uh, folks that are not white. So growing up in that space, um, you learn how to fit in, right? You learn how to assimilate, you learn how to, and as an Asian person, um, I have a little more leeway than some other, other folks. And, and so, yeah, I, I learned how to navigate spaces, rooms, right. I, I learned what teachers, what people in, I would identify where power is, who's in charge here. Um, what do I need to do to have favor with that person so that I can, you know, yeah. So I didn't know that's what I was doing, but that's what I would, that's the skill that I learned. So, um, when I walk into a room, um, I can, I can be a wallflower and hide out until I don't want to anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. so I can choose when to be seen and when to be unseen and, um, and I will observe and take it all in and make those assessments and, and all those things. So, um, I think that particular gift makes us good translators, um, between in, in cross-cultural or, um, yeah, situations. I think we can, um, uh, get a good read on those things and yeah translate across mm. the room so okay yeah okay. yeah <clears throat> was the move to i, I kind of I'm, I'm a little interested in the move from minnesota to the pacific northwest well arizona in there too but mm-hmm. the pacific northwest in particular because i kind of know the i don't know much about mm-hmm. arizona but i know pacific northwest and its history i can with, i can tell yeah. you about arizona <laughs> and its history with with uh white supremacy or racism i mean yeah. major so what yeah between minnesota pacific northwest like what was the for you the translation that had to happen from just your mm. context in the country here mm. well uh, you know actually for me i felt like port oregon and minnesota felt very similar to me okay um Portland and Minneapolis felt very similar. So I actually felt quite at home. Okay. Um, and I would say that when I moved here, I was still very, there was still a lot of internalized. I don't, can I use that language whiteness? Like I, I mean, cultural, you know what I mean? Right. Like oh, a yeah. way yep. of being. Well, yeah, And I mean, that's um, one of the things we've tried to talk yeah. about on this podcast over periods of a period of time, you know, for the last six or eight months about whiteness is a cultural yep. reality yeah. that some of us try to use as the norm to make everybody fit into and yeah so yeah that makes sense right right so I I would I would live into those norms I believed I was a part you know I I fit in and was welcomed into those norms and it it wasn't until a few disruptions a few you know uh yeah external disruptions that made me realize oh hold on a second um there's a reason why the world is treating me in a particular way and I didn't realize that because of how internalized it had been, it had been for oh, me. Wow. So um, that was a lot of work. And so it still is a lot of work, I should say. Because yeah. um, my default, if I'm not intentional, my default is to um, appease, assimilate um, to the cultural norm that is around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you lose yourself in that, right? Yep. Like yep. Uh, yeah. that, that there's erasure in that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the journey for me has been in, in reclaiming my Koreanness and 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 what that means for me very yeah. asian very asian so, very asian yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love it just so yeah. just thanks so anybody asking. listening thanks understands that that's in response to a shirt oh yes that, yeah that, that, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm reading the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, asian. Yeah. very asian embracing so. embracing i love it yeah. um you know i just as a side note I, you you say erasure or losing yourself in that it's it's amazing when you really get down to it though how 
literally everybody, even those that people would say, oh, you are white. We even lose, you know, our yes. ourselves, our history, our background. Our, yes. You know, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's Homogenic. the great, yes. That's the great lie of, yeah. of white supremacy, right? Is that, yeah, yeah we lose, everyone loses yep. in that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, great. Good stuff. All right. Five questions. I think we're ready. Five okay, questions. we're ready. Okay. Okay. These okay. are the five questions we ask every guest as we close okay. the interview. Okay. Number okay. one, Sonia, what are you drinking? Right now? It can be right now or it can be your like go-to. <laughs> what's your go-to drink that you're like, I got to, yeah, let's stock up on that or let's go buy that or make sure I got it or make it or whatever it is. I feel so boring right now. Like I'm really into water and tea. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I actually recently made a switch from coffee. I was like coffee, 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 and a coffee snob. And um, I Portland coffee snob. Those go together. That makes sense, right? But I think I turned 48, and I was like, okay, I can't keep this. Like I need to go into you know this like zen, chill, sustained place. That tea provides. Yeah, so, that's what's going on so, so what yeah. is the go-to tea? Yeah, yeah. What's your brand of tea, tea uh, places there in Portland? Oh yeah. There are, there are. There's one that's really that's literally around the block from Sunnyside, and I cannot think of the name of it right now. But I will go over to that little tea shop. Um, and the only thing that they do not have there that I wish they had uh, is barley tea, which is just it's just barley. But the Koreans, you know, that's like our that's like water. So um, barley tea, barley tea. Yeah, it's just barley. Uh, so when I was doing some research on tea with Koreans, okay, get this. They were just like, there really isn't any kind of um, tradition or history. Like they talk about barley tea, but they're like basically any root or flower, anything, you just put it and pour water over it. And that's barley and tea. There is tea. <laughs> that's tea. So it's like the Koreans didn't, you know, we're not as sophisticated. You know, we were an agriculture so, oppressed poor people. We're like, look, grab that from the ground, pour hot water. And that's, you know, drink it while you can. So, so, the, so the what I'm hearing is don't don't go buy a bunch of barley, pour hot water on it, and call and call right. it tea. <laughs> I mean, I think you should do that. I'm just saying. Well, I do. I have yeah. done that. I, yeah. That's how I make beer. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were just. We can't wait that long. So we're like. <laughs> I'll start calling it uh, Korean tea. Yeah. That's, there you go. That is funny. Okay. Question number two. What? Are you uh, watching? So it can be, you know, what you're binging on uh, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever, or a documentary you think we should watch or a YouTube channel you think we should check out? Um, So I've been watching a lot of, you know, all the Netflix con men, con women, like documentaries and shows. So a number of those, because I, I I do like crime. Yeah. That's a legit binge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I also, when I need to not be so serious, you can tell, like, I tend to, like, be serious all the time. So no, I, I, I haven't to... seen that. We're waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, to alleviate that, I marvel. So I started, you know how on, on Disney, they have, like, the Marvel, the timeline in order. Yep. So that's what I, I started doing. I don't remember a few months ago. Just started watching nice. everything in order. Yep. And so, and I, there's all these new, so I'm in the middle of, um, the Falcon and what, and the winter soldier. Uh-huh. I'm in the middle of that series right now. Yeah. That's my binge. So, so do you find yourself ever struggling with Marvel? Because one of the things I do appreciate is the clarity between good and evil aiming for justice mm-hmm. and right will prevail and all that kind of stuff. 
but redempt yeah. the, the myth of redemptive violence is so strong yeah and i it feel is. so guilty whenever i watch and i go oh ooh, ooh, good yay oh wait i feel yeah. bad now i'm a bad well, man that's a, i was gonna say i think that's a mennonite feature because oh, okay. as uh you know as a former white evangelical, I'm like, yeah, that seems right. Yeah, so, no. I, don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's how we do it. That's how it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. Okay. Um, now, what are you reading? So it could be a book or it could be an article or an essay you think we should read or a blog that we should check out. Oh, I, okay. So I start books and I don't finish them. <laughs> um, that's what I do. So Same. I'm in the middle, but, or really slowly, I should say I'm a very slow reader. Uh, so I've been reading Bell Hooks All About Love. I've been oh, diving yeah. into that one. Um, I have, that's the one that I most consistently go to. I just picked up um, uh, Majora Carter's book. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Something about neighborhood. I can't <laughs> think of the name of it. But anyway, so uh, Majora Carter's new book. I just picked that one up and so I'll dive into that here soon too. Is it a commercial break? If Reclaiming you like books about love, read oh this chloroform. Oh, plur- love. chloroform love, Thomas or the one of oh, our. Oh yeah, someone guests. was telling me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. We don't uh, do very many commercials, but since you mentioned the word love in books, I thought I told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Is yeah. the book by Majora reclaiming your community? You don't have to move yeah. out of your neighborhood to live in a better one. Oh, that sounds cool. That's it. Okay, that's it. Yeah, nice. she's. Ah, she's kicking butt in New York City. So nice. she's legit. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, what are you listening to? So uh, it could be music, new or old, or a podcast that you would think we should check out, something along those lines. Um, well, you know, I have a go-to. I really like PJ Morton. He's kind of my go-to dude. So I listen to him a lot as far as music. I, la, 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 la. I, I like, you know, soul r&b like that's sort of my genre my vein that's kind of where i like to hang out i do listen to podcasts but mostly now i've been listening to ones that are critiquing you know christian leadership so i'm not recommending those per se (laughs) but they're cathartic there you go yeah yeah i get you um what was that question number four that was that was that was we do drink (laughs) (laughs) listening reading that was three. Watching. Yeah. No, we did watching Four. too. We got watching. We watch All right. Last. This is the most okay. important one. Okay. Question okay. number five, the finale. Uh-huh. And, we, and on this one, we I think both Cody and I have high expectations just because <laughs> okay. we, we okay. there's some contextual awareness geographically. Speaking, yes. So. Yes. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I think Sonia. So. Yes. Craig and I show up at your doorstep or at your office door. Uh-huh. Where are you taking us? to eat oh <laughs> hands down this is not hard i'm taking you to eam eam in portland eem it's like a thai barbecue and Ooh. it is the best food in portland Ooh. uh uh they have this white curry with burnt ends brisket burnt ends whoa it is delicious and their cocktails are i don't know if you're cocktail drinkers but they are Animal. you're like yeah. yeah i mean they have other drinks but i'm just saying they're kind of specialty yeah, I like thing no, I like yeah, yeah. No, i'll anyway. start out with the cocktail yeah. and then he'll move uh-huh. to korean tea, bourbon or, uh, or, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. eem e-e-m 
Yeah. EEM. That's right. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, All yeah. Right. Okay. I just, I was just checking it out. Like, yep. Uh, I think I've been there. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. It's I'm gonna fantastic. Have to go All right. Well, yeah. now just listen for a knock on the door. You're never going to know. It yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just do it. Let's go. Let's go. To awesome. I'll take any excuse to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little bit of It was good to time. meet you. Yeah. Background. Yeah, same, same. And uh, I don't know, hopefully we earn some friendship points towards, you know, getting that uh, yeah, leveling yeah. up. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it into the system. We'll finalize tally the results. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. becoming more and more UMC <laughs> system. Okay. I'm a committee. <laughs> yeah, let me run it by my friendship committee. And okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, um, we will probably have this up and out in about I, a week or so, or maybe less. But yeah, so uh, actually gives you links. plenty of times for any retractions. Yes. Um, let us know. If oh, great. Any, great, like, great, no. great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll be like, too bad. It's already there. So yeah. 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 Already. I know. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure I appreciate you and all the uh, incredible yeah. work you're doing there. And Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye. Oh, where's the end? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining Cody Stauffer and me, Craig Morton, for this podcast. We simply try to record and upload without much editing. What you get is live conversation with all its ignorance and insight, wisdom, and foolishness sometimes more of one than the other, and occasionally profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment. And look for upcoming Facebook Live podcasts where you can interact with our guests. Also, we can be found on Twitter as at All That's Holy. Our intro and outro music is by At the Speed of Darkness. Support At the Speed of Darkness on Bandcamp and buy his music there, as well as follow him on Instagram at At the Speed of Darkness. 